0: Quality Goods is brought to you by the Genius Brand, products formulated according to science. Their clinically dosed supplements are crafted with tested, raw, and effective ingredients without proprietary blends, artificial dyes, artificial flavors, sweeteners, unnecessary fillers, or banned substances. I've recently gotten really into nootropics, and their genius consciousness has been tremendous in helping me focus while working from home to quarantine. It's got lion's mane, astragalus, ginseng, and a little bit of caffeine from green coffee extract. Sometimes they even stack that with their caffeine-free pre-workout when I'm getting in my daily fitness. Genius Pre is one of the cleanest pre-workouts I've taken. It's stimulant-free and there is no jitters. Uh, You know, if you've ever taken uh, any pre-workouts out there, I'm sure you know uh, what I'm talking about. Your physical capabilities are guaranteed to expand when your brain is engaged with their all natural nutrients and your muscles will be stimulated by scientifically proven clean ingredients. They've got lots of other supplements and vitamins for you depending on which area of genius you're trying to improve and you can get 15% off of your order with coupon quality when you shop at thegeniusbrand.com or just follow the link in our Instagram bio. And if you're not satisfied, they'll even give you your money back. So what have you got to lose? Hit up the Genius Brand today with code QUALITY at checkout.
1: On today's episode of the Quality Goods Podcast, Chris and I talked food and wine with Eric, Carlos, and Jeremy, a few of the folks behind Eats by Eat. For seven years, Eric and company have been serving food inspired by his Filipino and Hawaiian upbringing through both private dinners and pop-ups all over the Bay Area. We talk about how they started working together and some of the stories and challenges that have come along the way including completely switching gears and finding ways to provide good food for good people in the midst of a pandemic. So whether you're in the mood for a nice meal and wine pairing, or just a great conversation with people that love what they do, let's sit back and see what's good. Quality,
0: quality, quality, quality goods. Quality, 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 quality goods.
1: on everyone welcome back to the quality goods podcast i am anson j i'm chris beating and uh yeah man checking in with you guys again on another nice friday night um and we got some new and old friends joining us today uh and uh yeah i mean we'll kind of get into it but uh we have eric carlos and jeremy uh foodies wine guys uh work together with the eats by e um but before we get to that i just want to let you guys introduce yourself each and Tell a little bit about uh, your your journey into the food game and uh, what, you know, before we get to like how you guys got together.
2: I'll start it off, yes. So I, I want to say my, my passion for food, this is kind of what we talk about a lot of the dinners, but my passion for food started at a really young age where um, my grandfather migrated to Hawaii from the Philippines and uh, he worked, he, he, he migrated there to work in the sugarcane fields and eventually bought over the rest of the family. But uh, my my dad was the only one to move to the Bay Area, so Growing up, my parents wanted me to kind of experience the culture, experience my dad's side of the family. So they'd send me to Hawaii for the summers when I was three till I was 18. And um, you know, I'd spent a lot of those summers at the beaches with friends, family, but a lot of the time was actually spent with my grandfather in the kitchen. And so something just attracted mm-hmm. me to the kitchen. And it's, it's sort of a passion that my grandfather had. And I think it kind of rubbed off on me. And so it was just, you know, a lot of the, summers that i would just be spending there i would just learn some of the dishes that he would create and then try to recreate them and it, you know like it, it all started with a lot of spam dishes and top ramen dishes <laughs> and you know it's uh <laughs> yeah. like the Island by. <laughs> <laughs> and then just just more authentic intricate dishes that we do at our pop-ups today and it just um you know it's just cooking has been one of those passions that I, you know i've been fortunate to to, to have been able to share with my grandfather, share with family, share with a bunch of strangers, uh, Carlos, yeah. Jeremy. And it's just, uh, it's just, you know, grown since, since we posted our first pop-up about six, seven years ago.
0: Yeah, man, I see a lot of those Hawaiian influences on your social media page. And I mean, it all looks delicious. Don't get me yeah. wrong, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Hawaiian food. So oh, I, I, I still have yet to taste your food. I wish <laughs> <laughs> we had yeah. like, well,
2: I know, little I'm was lucky, bloodier, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know,
1: pre COVID that I was able to, go to a couple of your pop-ups yeah. you know so that was great well one, one of the one in sf and then uh, you guys also did one in oakland oh yeah yeah at some of the bars there yeah so yeah that was cool man uh and you know, obviously love to see what we could do you know going forward and obviously guys, you, you, you've you been keeping busy during this time too but uh yeah yeah how, how, do, how did you get uh carlos uh involved with you over there
3: yeah so i'll uh, let <laughs> <Carlos, also laughs> yeah. you share the story yeah man yeah let's do mm-hmm. it uh it, for me it all started when uh started watching uh Bourdain show, no reservation. So yeah, huge been,
0: influence for me too, huge
3: influence for me. They all started there, started reading his books, kitchen confidential and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. but from there I started working at Chipotle, but then I wanted to get into the real deal. So I worked at, um uh, for like a bar bistro called Eureka. Uh, it's a franchise around the Bay area. I, start, I started there. As yeah, a, I've been to
0: the one in Berkeley. Yeah, the one in okay. Berkeley.
3: So that's the one that that I worked at in Berkeley. That was yeah. my that was my first. Oh, yeah. maybe there maybe we I crossed your <laughs> you at yeah. one, one point. <laughs> and from there I went to culinary school out in New York at the Culinary Institute of America. Uh worked my worked in a few restaurants out there. Originally I went to school to to really want to become a chef. And now I'm I'm a sommelier or i'm more into the wine scene or on the beverage side
1: yeah mm, and yes. I, yeah,
3: I see, uh, I yeah, see you, got the,
1: you got the glass there. i only got
3: <laughs> some yeah. water right now um, <laughs> but when i moved back over here i worked at a wine retail store helped it open and then i crossed paths with eric when was that last year maybe eric yeah, it seems oh, like man. years but it's only been like a little bit over a year right yeah a little bit over <laughs> a year uh that i think that was july 28th was the first uh of last year was the first uh pop-up that i helped him out with oh wow uh, oh, yeah nice. i walked in i saw an ad on on instagram uh it's been oh, a nice. while ever since i worked the restaurant floor like you know what let's give this a shot it's hawaiian filipino i really wanted to yeah, play like, around yeah. with the food and then some wine pairing um and yeah. yeah that's how i that's how i met eric that's how we crossed paths pretty much
1: nice yeah i can't say that's the first uh thing i would think about is pairing you know like filipino and, and and hawaiian food with wine you know so it's like mm. definitely a lane i mean the the food reflects needing something to go you know good with it but man that's the a- right yeah i mean i think there's wine for any cuisine that, yeah uh, exactly yeah. It's just i just you know i just need to know about yeah i it. mean yeah.
0: I, yeah I guess i can i never really had wine paired with filipino food yeah it's either. not like the first time yeah
3: right eric and i did a uh, a wine dinner that was october of last year uh mm-hmm. keep on thinking that you know it's it's coming it's been it feels like a long time ever since uh, it feels like a long time I've met yeah. Eric but it's been yeah. only last year but we did a wine dinner and we played around with it we 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 paired it with some classic wines and some natural wines and all that with some Filipino food but that was a fun experience hopefully we'll be able yes. to do that someday again
4: definitely Yeah,
0: we can always do a, a little zoom function might, might some, have to some,
3: some make me hungry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the
1: deal. Yeah, and then uh, you know Jeremy, I've known for a long time personally. Uh, was a roomie of mine and a friend for a long time, but uh, he, you know, not too long ago too got got, uh, got involved with it. But yeah, man, ha- like you know, tell us a little bit about your story. I know a little bit more about it, but let the people know uh, <laughs> your food journey up until this point.
4: God, I was on this. I was like watching this like a show.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm that. glad it was interesting.
4: <laughs> uh, no, I've been cooking my whole life. Uh, I grew up with my grandma, I was cooking in the kitchen with her. I grew up uh, like a chubby Filipino kid. Now I made breakfast, you know, started making eggs and fried rice and things like that. But in um, high school, I grew up, um, worked at a family friends, Greek restaurant. I worked at a vineyard at Wine and Roses and opened um, a bread and breakfast, uh, uh bar and grill in town and just always cooked my whole life. And when I, worked with ants we'd have barbecues, you know, uh, yep. in the middle of the night when everybody get off, we worked at the mall. So everybody get off at like 11 o'clock yeah,
1: le- yeah, get late off night. to
4: my house from the different stores. And we'd have big barbecues and feeding people.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. And we start living together, did it there too, for a little bit. And yeah it, was- yeah, it was cool. I mean, you know, and then you always were talking about, um, like doing more food. So I was like, how'd you even, uh, come across, you know, working in, in in this vein now.
4: Well, so so I also did like uh, I worked for uh, catering staffs and catering uh, events like uh, weddings and things. And I met Eric actually at a private dinner that he hosted a pop up in uh, Berkeley or was in Oakland and got to know him. And was like, "Hey man, I'm I'm down to help out if uh, you ever need a hand. I'm, I'm down to cook." <laughs> and he was like, "Sure." And then he put me to work. I can use That's some like help. All the help huh? I can get.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you you just intend, attended as a as a guest, and then, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know, me, that.
4: me and my lady went to one of his dinners, and, uh, you know, we're chopping it up. The food was great, and they hung out afterwards. We're all, you know, talking. We all got to meet and talk about food, and, I mean, obviously, I'm Filipino as well, so we're talking about Filipino food, and, yeah, yeah
1: just... Yeah, I think that's kind of a, cool. a, a theme for all of us is, like, you know grew, growing up with our, our filipino family and all of us like yeah i'm pretty sure fried rice and spam was one of our first like things that all of us cooked like yeah. yep. on the on the uh
3: every breakfast you get that yeah
1: yep. <laughs> breakfast lunch <laughs> yeah, or dinner. that's the barrier to entry yeah oh really? yeah anytime i just heat that uh, yeah exactly i mean but what you're doing is definitely not just uh spam fried rice you know um and you said you've been doing it for about seven years did it did it start uh eric with like pop-ups like or how old oh, was like your first You know group event that you started making food for people So
2: back about like it was always family and friends initially like just family friends get togethers and then about like i want to say seven eight years ago someone um at the time i had i co-owned a cafe with a a few other um buddies like the there were two sicilian guys and another guy that we we co-owned a cafe in emeryville um And I just loved, you know, I like I shared with some of the customers how much I love to cook and just being able to share dishes and and talking about my culture. And there was this platform called Feastly, who was based out of New York and I believe Virginia at the time and D.C. So it was a a platform for pop-ups. And at the time, I wasn't really familiar with what a pop-up was, and so she kind of explained it. And I was a little bit hesitant, and just you know, like I I just enjoyed cooking. Like for me to cook for strangers, it was just kind of a big, I want to say out of my comfort zone. And so, you know, I just said, what the hell, let's just do it. You know, I I just love to cook. I just, you know, it it doesn't hurt to try. So I, I, that was our first pop-up. We did it for like about 10 guests, like five of the people I knew.
0: What was on the menu back then? Oh
2: man. I think it was a lot of like, like dishes that were from my childhood. So like adobo, Mm. bibinka was a dessert. Um, There was like a rice dish, uh, pretty sure there was like a dish that was inspired by my mom's, um, part mom's mom's part province. that she was from, she's from Bicol. So there's a lot of coconut spice. Uh, I think it was a probably a pork dish. We did this, there's a dish called, um, Bicol express. So it's, uh, yeah. usually a slow cook. We did a slow cooked pork shoulder. It was with bagong, which is, if you haven't had it, it's uh, salted yeah. shrimp paste kind of gives that Filipino food. It's unique flavor, uh, coconut milk, coconut cream, ginger, lemongrass, uh, and then I think we have, of course, we always have lumpia as one of our dishes as well.
0: Yeah, got yeah. to, got to.
2: And that, you know, the I just, I was just addicted after the first one, you know, like for me, I I would say like, I'm, I, I'm sure Carlos and, and Jeremy can like attest this, like, I'm, it, I, I don't do well, like, you know, criticism, like, I, I you know, like I try to please everyone.
3: <laughs> and when yeah, I, yeah. I take
2: it to heart, like if someone doesn't have a good experience, so it's that was one of the hard things to overcome, but yeah, since then we've hosted about, I think we're like at 500 pop-ups now. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Like, and the the chemistry that I have, like with the guys in the kitchen that I work with, I like, I really like, enjoy work. It's just almost like, it's not work. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like it feels, it's an, it's an experience.
0: And those things translate into the food too, you know, like those vibes that you guys are cultivating, people can taste that and the quality of your food and the way you present it
1: totally totally yeah especially when like when you're started i think i mean you know food's always been pretty big in the bay area but you know food trucks have been around for a while but the pop-up you know that that way of doing it wasn't at least to me either like that big yet at that time you know so to dip your foot into there i mean that's yeah
2: and like a lot of the themes a lot of the menus that we have like us have a story behind it so each each of the menus is either inspired by like my grandfather my grandmother um, just places that I love to go to in Hawaii. Um, just yeah, you know, just the, some of the memorable experiences. And we try to uh, translate it into something, you know, something some, some something modern, something more presentable. Um, if you had if you've of course you guys had Filipino food, a lot of the dishes they pretty much look the same. So that was one of the challenges. <laughs> Brown, too, <right? laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: it's definitely you know with Filipino food, it, it's the flavor that it's you know that drives it much more than you know the the presentation. At least when you're at a family event and stuff. Like yeah. That, you know, so exactly. Yeah. So what, like what, any kind of other inspiration, um, you know, like obviously the flavors kind of come from your childhood, but like the technique or anything like that, like, was there something you were going for in that, those first few pop-ups? So it, um, it, that was a bit like a pretty big challenge too.
2: Like I, what I would do is I would pretty much stage or, or, just volunteer with other chefs and try to just try to pick up and try to find my own style. Cause that was one of the challenges I did want to make it, you know, make the presentation stand out, but coming not from yeah. a traditional, um, culinary background or culinary, like experience, mm. not going to culinary school, that was kind of a challenge. So I, w- I would do as my spare time, I would uh, volunteer for other chefs. Um, and you know, especially in the city and, and they were you know, pretty open to it.
3: Um, and just learning how to their plating techniques and try to eventually come up with my own, but yeah. And then as far as, like, the menus and whatnot, it was just – that was a difficult part, too. But at least, you know, like,
2: what my niche eventually was – or our niche eventually was just bringing back those experiences. I I loved to eat as a kid. Like, I mean, I would have – especially Hawaii, like, they fed me, like – there's no tomorrow.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how you show love. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. Monolola Valley was the area where I, my, a lot of my family was and we had, mm. within that small valley, there were probably 30 or 40 homes were just relatives. So I had uh, two aunties that lived next to each other and I would have breakfast one place I'd have like spam and eggs and I'd go eat next door and like, oh, you, you ate or I eat again. There's like corned beef, like a corned beef omelet and
1: then just,
2: and it was just, it was just those <laughs> things. Yeah, there's just oh, the yeah. food was abundant, so it was, you know, it was
1: crazy. Yeah. Especially like you know you're someone who's like you know not always around, so when they get to see you, like oh no, we're gonna make sure to bring this guy all you know all around all the family and oh, yeah. soak it all
0: up. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I like about food culture nowadays is that uh, Filipino and island cuisine is really kind of starting to shine. And yeah. you know, for a, a long time it's been underrepresented. You know, we just have like a few uh, Hawaiian barbecue joints here and there, yeah. but filipino food is finally starting yeah. to uh find its footing you know in in modern food culture since uh you know the birth of the food truck movement and pop-ups like yeah. yours you know a lot of people have the opportunity to yeah. try uh regional filipino dishes that they have never been exposed to before
1: Yeah. on like your first uh you know a few pop-ups did you have many uh guests or like you know attendants that, uh had never had Filipino food at all. Or I mean, I know you said, you know, you, you knew some of the people there, but was there anyone that you had to kind of just like, this is their introduction to that. And like, like, Hey, this is, you know, this is what we do. Like I'm actually, but I'm putting my twist on it, you know?
2: Yeah. I would say about like a good, at least half of the guests, surprisingly, even from the Bay area, like half of the guests would haven't had, was their first time experiencing Filipino food, Hawaiian food, not so much, you know, but like, or Hawaiian style food, you know, like Hawaiian barbecue, kind of stuff but filipino food and just outside of like lumpia and adobo like for the most most for the most part yeah a lot of a lot of the guests were having it for the first time
1: it's kind of cool too like you said there are certain regions that uh, you know you get your inspiration from because of your parents but hawaii is the same way too where there's all these cultures that go to that little little island but they share all that and that's why the food comes out the way it does you know i mean it's a tourist spot slash military and you know so many different families end up there and you just and then you then you got to work with what you got out there yeah. you know you don't have always like as many options so you like i mean i think that's the unique thing with like philippine and Hawaii. it's like you don't think about spam but they do it in a way too that's like oh it's not just like canned meat it it's like you know we take pride in making it taste way better than you could imagine it yeah you know, exactly getting to so but for you guys i mean i think uh well, most times when I go to a Filipino, you know, function, it's a lot of people. So that, that helped all of you guys with working <laughs> these events, like having big family gatherings anyway. So being able to just kind of transition into the pop-ups like,
2: yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's all about entertaining, right. just, and, and making sure that like the one thing too, especially I, I take from Filipino get together to Filipino gatherings is no one leaves hungry and no one leaves hungry and no one leaves without leftovers. So we take that same, yeah. Mm, yeah. same concept. Got I got to
0: have that plate to go yeah, for
2: sure. right? I mean, Jeremy and Carlos, we've 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 packed so many. I, I, I lost count how many uh, to-go boxes we packed for all, I guess.
4: That's one of the reasons why I liked your dinner so much, cause I was able to get uh, more. Food.
1: <laughs> and that's not something that you usually think about doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he really was doing. He was like, I mean, if you need help, but I'll take this other food. That's that's the help he he's talking about. Like all this extra stuff I could do that. He's like, cool if you bring in Tupperware <laughs> yeah. to the dinners and bringing some stuff up.
3: I know that's a that's 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 the first uh, <clears throat> excuse me that's the first that I've seen around the bay. You know, you have all these pop ups. You pay you pay at a you pay a certain price, and whatever they serve you, yeah, you know, that, one plate, it. yeah, and that's you know? it. But but you with know. Eric, he's gonna give you as much food after the dinner. you oh know? <laughs> <Hell>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing goes to waste.
3: Nothing goes to yeah, waste. Man. That's a, that's the best part right there. I think yeah, that's one awesome, of my favorite man.
4: parts about doing the pop ups. So too, especially those private dinners. Yeah a lot of the people were hanging out and want to chat and get to know about not just the food, but us too, about, you know, where, you know, the recipes came from with Eric and they're really hanging out until the tables and chairs are folded up. You know, there's been times when, you know, dinner's at the old rocket kitchen, you know, people were even helping folding up chairs and putting them away. And it's like, okay, I guess we got to go now (laughs) there.
1: Yeah. They just forgot that they were even there for that. Like it, it, it became like a family function. Yeah. It's yeah, a family awesome. function.
3: The, the the hospitality, I mean, it's, it's in our blood. That's, I guess that's one reason. I mean, speaking for myself and maybe for, for these guys as well, that's, that's why we get into this, you know, it's, it's feeding people, serving people. I mean, we, we grew up, we grew up experiencing those, you know, at family parties, feed you a lot. They, they always make sure that you're always taken care of, even if you're not hungry, when you walk in you're always taken care of no matter what right
0: yeah yeah you, you may not be hungry but you know you're gonna eat at least like four lumpias before you even get to yeah, the, that, the that, dinner exactly table right? that's,
4: that's just, right? standing, that's around. Yeah, that's that's just, just standing around
1: and greeting people yeah you
4: load up your plate with snacking
1: lumpias <laughs>
4: that you eat
1: yeah your- <laughs> those aren't dinner lumpias that's the beginning
4: those are totally different you, you go back and you get table lumpias that you put
3: on top yeah Exactly. So you have all these like uncle or tito's giving you a uh, giving you shots or whatever they're taking <laughs>
1: yeah exactly right. well see yeah i mean i haven't attended one of your guys's dinner yet like i said I only did the pop-ups but you know the one i have, the ones that i have attended that stand at are the ones where the chefs come around and talk to you and like have a shot with you after yeah. you know and it doesn't seem forced it's like they're not like we're done cooking too can we just hang out with you yeah. guys because now we're winding down as well and it's like yeah that's great man i mean and I know. I, not, not as much with Carla just cause you know, first meeting you right now, but I know all you guys have other gigs and you're, you're doing this out of just wanting to share yourselves with people. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, how is that?
2: I mean, it's, it's great. Like it's just, it's been, it took, it took some time to, to actually build a following and be able to get consistently sold out uh, dinners. I mean, I want to say that took about a year to two years to be able to build that up. But, um, you know, once we we're able to, to get seats filled and, and a lot of these past guests hire us for private events, but a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. what we do, like I'm, I'm uh, outside of food, I'm, I'm a real estate broker, uh, been uh, in the industry for about 12 years, but I tie the two together. So a lot of my clients that I work with, uh, every, every client that I work with, I offer to cook for them. So it's also practice for mm-hmm. me for the pop-ups, but also be able to share the experience with them and, you know, family, their family, their guests, helps me also build my other business as well. Uh, but, you know, just having, being able to tie the two, um, you know, it's been, it's been a great experience. I mean, especially like post COVID, you know, we, we do smaller, smaller private events, which are like usually eight to 10 guests. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, it has been a challenge with, with having to navigate with, with some of these, um, you know, these guidelines and restrictions, but the
0: challenges, yeah, yeah.
2: but it, it's worked out well.
0: Hey man, I think a year to two years is nothing to be humble about, you know, like that's.
2: Yeah, that's, that's good
0: crazy. man like that that's actually pretty quick to build a following you know yeah. like through you know Especially organic like you said, you, means yeah. you
1: have the you know cl- like classic yeah. training you yeah, know I mean. that's your, your
0: side hustle you know yeah. it's not even your full-time hustle like that's that's pretty damn good I, i'd say yeah. you know to be selling out uh, events consistently we were
2: just uh, there's just so many opportunities i'm, I'm thankful for like uh, people just spreading the word about our business we're getting good pr like um and just people just genuinely helping us out like I, I have so many people to thank because of that just you know guests that have you know continuously uh, booked us for private events um, people just spreading the word uh, you know it's funny to look back or just it's it's interesting to look back but how it all like pieces of the puzzle were put together and, and just you know how it worked out but i'm just you know super thankful for everyone that's been a part of it and, you know like and, and people that have you know sacrificed their own personal time like Carlos and jeremy to you know, to make this help make this thing work because i there's no way i could have done this by myself you know it's just it's it it, yeah. it all takes a group effort
0: yeah, i think food is one of those things that you can that everybody can rally behind especially if it's you know it's from the heart and people can see the passion and taste the passion yeah. in the food and you know it's easy to believe in something like that when you you know you're
1: putting a lot of yourself into your into your food yeah yeah And you're able to turn, like, a a first-time guest into someone who's like, hey, can you host something for me? Or, you know, and they're remembering, like, if someone wants to eat your food again, that's a, you know, that's the, like, even if you're just cooking at your house, it just feels great, man. Like, being able to do that for people, man.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, we've, uh, we've had, you know, I'd say about ninety percent of our guests have been great, like or maybe ninety-five percent. Right? We've got some uh, like, pretty interesting stories.
3: Okay, Jeremy's yeah. got a good one, right? jeremy, jeremy made got a pretty good chance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Because I want her to hear hear this if she uh, <laughs> yeah. if she, okay, if she if yeah. Yeah. might as well. She might up.
4: be listening, Jeremy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we're having we're we're having we're
4: having one in San Francisco at the Naked Kitchen where. It's an old Victorian home that they converted into, uh, like a venue. So we had the front dining area and the old living room, dining room area. Was there what about 40 people, 40, yeah. 50 people. Yeah. And then we have the chef's table in the kitchen where we're cooking and, um, we're, we're having a good time. And, you know, I was in the back <laughs> cooking, Eric was doing, you know, plating and, uh, talking to the, the guests at the chef table and Carlos comes, to the back and goes, Jeremy, can you help me out? Help me clear the tables. So I was like, sure, that's great. I love working the front. So I got in the front mm-hmm. and we clearing tables. I'm chatting <laughs> with the guests, you know, talking about how the dinner was. And um, one of the guests looks at me and goes, are you? are you Eric? And I go, oh no, I'm not Eric. Eric's in the back. I said, I just cook with them. You know, me and Carlos help out. And she goes, oh. Can we cuss? I mean I'm
0: I
1: thought she had you. I thought she had you. Oh, oh yeah. I thought she had you. That's like I mean? but yeah 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 for asked, sure man.
4: Oh uh, no yeah well good. she goes, "Oh, you're just one of Eric's bitches."
3: And I was
4: And I look around at the tables and I'm table and I'm like <laughs> fucking
1: around with me like she's trying to yeah it,
0: yeah a, yeah
1: like and then like, I, this is the first time you're talking to me and they said you're coming at me that's kind of yeah and then i noticed like the glassy look
4: over her face and i'm like oh she's drunk and she was like where's eric at i don't want to speak any of his."
1: dude <laughs> that's yeah, crazy <laughs> and We're really ruined right?
4: our night then she starts telling, where's the chef on the back, I'm like, Hey, I can't, I can't do this. Cause I'm not going to get verbally abused in front of all these people. Cause mind you, the dining room is full of guests still. are there people. Still. No, exactly. You're not, yeah. Yeah. It's not like you and just that one guest. Like, left. Oh, oh shit. Damn. It's going down. What's happening. So, um, we kind of diffused the situation. You know, we start packing up the food. I was really calm about it. You know, I've been in customer service, so I I knew she was just, (laughs) you know, having a good time. But um, one of the guests from the chef's table that we knew meets this girl out in the front because her party left her because they're embarrassed. (laughs)
2: Hey, (laughs) he was like, hey, you want to come and party with us?
4: We're like, oh, no. So she ends up coming into the kitchen where we're still breaking things down. Oh, yeah. Now, and I have this drunk woman in here. No, that was trash, yeah. you know, yeah. and she even then follows us to the restaurant we were going to have you know dinner afterwards and then we had to d- like oh no oh wow. we, we saw him in the window and we had to ditch him and we walked uh, i was waiting a week for that go. meal too we were yeah. waiting for yeah. a lot I, I was looking i was looking forward meal. to eating that
2: place oh. for one week that's yeah i was oh, counting the date Lolo's a restaurant right huh. okay oh.
4: Yeah, so no, that was actually the highlight of the evening, you know, having dinner with That's everybody yeah, afterwards, yeah. you know, talking about how the dinner went, having some good food. And we honestly were Reflecting waiting weeks to go here. And we saw that <laughs> drunk woman in the window at our table. The, and we had to just like look away and walk by. Don't, move, so don't we, move. We literally walked to the mission and ate burritos.
1: And then <laughs> That was the you're worst burrito sad. ever. Dude, saddest burritos. Ever. Oh, <laughs> saddest burrito you didn't even ever. get the right burrito there. Oh my yeah, it's god! It's like
0: normally I would not complain about a mission
1: style burrito, yeah. but yeah, she ruined the you're whole thing. Yeah. You get a mission exactly. burrito. I mean, Damn, she was like, I'm trying talk to, talk she's like, trying to like I'm, I'm trying to get my money's worth out of this dinner. Like, I'm, I'm trying to go where they're going. I need the behind the scenes. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah, and what's man. funny too was that she was with her friends, and uh, she was get, yeah, yeah, she was getting introduced with her with her friend's boyfriend that night. No, she wasn't on a date. So uh, oh. she was with her Filipino friend, <laughs> and then her Filipino friend, the guy, was gonna introduce his boyfriend to the girl that made that made the scene. And then they just ditched her when when she started being rowdy. I was like, Man. you know what? <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, fun like night.
1: I guess. Yeah,
2: you had one too, Carlos, Damn. right? The one the 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 the, the drunk couple.
3: <laughs> the oh yeah, in this was uh, in Berkeley. So I was giving complimentary. Uh, so I was serving everyone, and they, yeah, doing what you do. You know, and uh, <laughs> they they brought in their their own wine, but usually when I help out with Eric's dinner, usually I just choose a bottle from my cellar and you know give g- give a glass a complimentary a complimentary glass to, to the guest. So I was uh, poured him the wine that I got. I forgot what it was, and he started you know he started talking about wine. I thought he was cool. And then he kept on asking for more uh, of the complimentary glass. You know, it's complimentary. You only get one. But, you know, yeah. I was really nice about it. I was cool about it. Poured him some. And then I told him, oh, we're out of the wine. And then he started cussing out in front of me. Was like, son of a bitch. Or, you know, he started cussing out. Yeah. And he wanted to make a scene because he thinks he knows his wine and all that. And we're, we're out of complimentary wine. You know, he didn't even pay for this yeah. shit and yeah i mean good thing they didn't make a scene uh we we gave them yeah. their uh their dessert i think i don't know if we gave them their dessert to go he said well, wtf though right yeah like what the like fuck when you well. me. yeah he said he said wtf sorry if we, i don't know if yeah. we can on this. <laughs> oh yeah you can uh, cuss.
1: it's all good yeah don't worry about it
3: <laughs> and then uh yeah we gave them their dessert right away for them to to just leave i, I like that kind of this I, is i go. got kind of pissed off but that point but i mean it's customer service you know what can't you do you get yeah. you get those type of, uh, yeah. of guests but you just have to handle it yeah,
1: properly. Just, just to let you guys know out there all of us have done service or still do yeah. don't be jerks well, you do, know yeah. too, when you're out and about man like
0: come yeah, on and don't man. be a snob
1: either like yeah, snobs exactly. in any
0: regard you know whether it's a wine snob yeah. craft beer snob coffee snob like yeah.
1: I just We're, enjoy. Well, what yeah, you enjoy. Every,
0: yeah, everybody has their own take on these things. Yeah, you know? like right now, I'm drinking, I'm drinking like a grocery outlet wine right now. It's a <laughs> it's a Shiraz <laughs> from from Australia. But hey, hey that's man, so good, what, man, exactly. Whatever, whatever, it, it makes tastes, happy, right? whatever makes you happy, Whatever makes you happy, exactly. Yeah, it's here, sipping it. Yeah, yeah. I think the majority, I, I would say, like I think it's like eighty five percent or more of the bottles of wine that are sold are. Ten dollars or less. Wow.
3: Are there are a lot of I mean, that's... I'll go for it. Oh no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, there, there are a lot of uh, great, great cheap bottles that, that you can drink. You yeah, absolutely. Go to Trader Joe's Safeway, wherever. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. makes you happy yeah. at the end of the day, right? Whatever does its job. It's alcohol, man. At the end of the day, you just wanna yeah, be exactly. relaxed, happy, or whatever you want to be.
0: Yeah. And one of the things about wine that I, I appreciate is Literally, almost every bottle that you drink in your entire life is going to taste different. You're never, mm-hmm. ever going to have the same bottle of wine. Yeah. Like, unless it comes from the same harvest. Right, no. Like, that's Wait. the only time you're ever going to have the same bottle of wine with the same characteristics is if it comes from the same harvest. Otherwise, it's always a different experience. Oh, different. You guys mm-hmm. kind of, if I grab some
2: wine real quick? You guys, I'm kind of in the mood for a <laughs> glass of wine.
1: Yeah, 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 I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, we'll keep, keep chopping pour, it up. Pour yeah, chopping it. Damn, now I want to. Yeah, I think that. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, He's gonna make you go. Uh, yeah, we yeah, we can see
0: through the lumpia. <laughs> go- <through the laughs> we can oh, see man,
1: through his clothes. Um, <laughs> Peek in. Uh. I mean, like uh, the basement. Um, my
2: like, like my work slash like closet.
1: Gotcha. I want to drink some wine.
3: Oh. God damn. Oh yeah. Oh uh, I'm sure. All you get behind You mind? These are these are empty wine bottles that we collect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, So I, I'd love to hear about some wine pairings mm-hmm. that go with Filipino food because this, you know, growing up and eating Filipino <laughs> meals, I never really paired wine. Yeah, Usually paired these with Hennessy, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> let's see what else, what <laughs> what Yeah. So what pair <laughs> with what, what are some of the wine pairings uh, with Filipino cuisine?
3: So there, there are a lot of uh, fun stuff. I mean, when I got into doing food and wine pairing, I was working at uh, some, I was dodging at a few French restaurants. You know, the idea of food and wine pairing is, is classy. Yeah. And then I thought, mm. I thought of Filipino. Food. <laughs> why not, you know, why not work around Filipino food and wine? Um, you know, cause everything has, has its purpose, but oh, we've been doing yeah. a lot of sparkling with a lot of our fried dishes like with mm. Lumpia.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, I whether, whether that. it's
3: Prosecco high end, uh, champagne, or whatever type of bubbly it is, anything that's fatty, fried from from our cuisine, Filipino, Hawaiian cuisine, uh, go for it, because it cuts off the fattiness, and it cleanses your yeah, palate. Yes. You know how, uh, how some uh, wine pairing dinners that you go to, uh, instead of, uh, as a palate cleanser, they use uh, sparkling in between courses at times, because it cleanses your palate, so that it refreshes you, Gets you ready for the next course uh we do that sometimes at with eric's dinners uh we do a lot of you said you're drinking some shiraz right more yep. Syrah. uh we pair that we pair a lot of uh Syrahs with our uh steak dish or b- mm-hmm. steak, right eric yep uh and the uh, the the Kabi dish that we do we do a lot of something that's that's beef uh beef he- heavy and beef uh, something that's soy sauce based, uh, because I think of Syrah as if it has a notes, it has notes of gaminess to it or meaty notes to it. You know, you get some black peppers on some, on some Syrahs and then the, yeah. the black fruits. So something that's acidic that helps cuts off the, uh, the richness of the dish as well. Uh, yeah, what else have we been doing. That's what,
4: that's what Syrah's really good with Dinaguan.
3: But Dinaguan, uh, Oh, you know yeah, I I, I, I'm it. I'm thinking about that as well. Been, I,
4: like you like I'm not joking with you. It's like that's yeah, right, it, it is, is good. because nice. really well.
3: uh, you get a little bit some of some of the syrahs. Uh, there's a there's a syrah that I tasted several times. It's from a uh, northern Rhone. So it's from a uh, a producer named Jean Louis Chave. Uh, <laughs> their winery's been there since the seven, 1600s at least 1700s, and their syrah specifically, you can taste a little bit of a uh, sanguine. To it, sanguineo, sort of like a bloody, bloodiness to it, metallic irony. So when I was uh talking to a friend of mine about dinaguan, even Eric, I, w- I was talking to him about this. You know, why not? We could we could try dinuguan and tirra. You know, that that could be a perfect pairing because it brings out the meatiness. It cl- uh, cleans the palate because some people they don't like that 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 metallic or bloody taste to it, right? Yeah,
2: I haven't I had on since I was like nine or ten.
1: <laughs> a,
2: yeah, pretty bad, like a, a tra- traumatic experience in Hawaii, like watching a carrot. Um, uh, yeah. chocolates, too, as they say. Yeah, dinner,
4: dinner, <laughs> one, dinner yep. one with like some roast chilies. Oh,
2: yeah, like, onions, dude. Serious. <laughs> I gotta try it yeah. again, though. I gotta be adventurous again. And, and yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, now you have the opportunity to put your twist on yeah, it, you hopefully. know. And yeah, for for
0: those out there who don't know what this dish is, can meat. one of you, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we, they call it chocolate meat to make it more inviting <laughs> yeah, to others feeling. but yeah let, let's let's get it more to what it really it's, is it's, a,
2: it's pig blood stew basically
1: mm-hmm. so the
2: the, the the dark color from there is the um the cooked pig blood
1: yeah the blood yeah, yeah the blood turning
3: mm-hmm.
4: yep yeah. but I, I, I deconstructed blood sausage you could do it yeah, yeah you we should we make yeah. it into sausage yeah, mm. we can do that. With the yeah. rice and do like a dinuguan sausage with rice.
1: And if you have ever been to probably one of our families yeah, if you're one of our friends when you were younger, we probably let you have the Lumbia first and then the adobo and <laughs> then we still made you have to try the, oh, the yeah. I mean, we didn't tell you what it was either. We, you know, cuz you got to got to get hazed if you're going to come to the dinner yeah. or the family function, you're going to eat it.
0: A- yeah, Filipinos got some some crazy dishes up their sleeve like oh, yeah. we got we yeah, got some buzzy? I think uh <laughs> Yeah, a couple oh, yeah, of years exactly. ago. That's like <laughs> a couple years ago was the first time I I tried balut for the first time. And you know what? Most of my Filipino family wouldn't even partake. And I was like, "You guys are like what's yeah. up with you guys?" Like me and my cousin were the only ones that would eat it. You know, I yeah. bought them at the farmer's market, <laughs> uh, cooked it, in. I had it once. <laughs>
1: He's like, well, "Yeah, I, 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 once yeah. is enough for me." It wasn't that bad. Well, I actually had it twice. Yeah. I had it twice. Really, as long as you have it once, I think that's Yeah, good. like I'll just
2: have chicken soup and <laughs> it's yeah, basically no, the same I, thing, but you gotta look at the beads yeah. I'm like looking at you like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm i not saying yeah. that I wanna just like go buy a whole bunch more and just start snacking yeah. on them, but like it wasn't that yeah. bad. And yeah. I've actually had fried ones before too. Okay, like I heard
2: that's good. <laughs> okay. I heard the fried ones are good. Yeah.
0: Yeah there's yeah. this spot in Hayward called uh, Toto's Grill. Oh, it's like uh, the Filipino mm-hmm. barbecue style, where you just get the skewers and stuff, oh, and okay. you just buy oh, yeah, all the skewers and you go grill them yourself. It's a pretty cool experience. Oh, but yeah, one of the, no, go yeah, ahead. one of the dishes is uh, like a fried balut, like on a stick. See? So it's: It's pretty gnarly, yeah, no, I'm it's kidding. not for the faint of heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: But yeah, yeah, it's it's like advanced life. Life. Yeah, I eat that shit.: Would that be like what was a- that, Jeremy? would that be like a filipino scotch egg it's something yeah. like
0: that mm. that makes but sense can, but yeah. you can see the you can
3: see the beak <laughs> yeah. and the baby yeah. and it's yeah, not it's, it's not breaded
0: beak. with meat so <laughs> it's just like yeah it's just it's just breaded like that yeah you got some
2: crazy food though. My, my grandma would eat some of the most she would like be the most adventurous I she would have these from the philippines they would be center they're they're giant ant eggs so like, <laughs> they're like they're like yeah they're, have you guys heard of carlos no, no, it's, I heard of yeah that. it's it's from the local speech like the northern part so there were like the there white like bags.
4: the little yeah. white lark ones yeah she would and they just, wrote them right
2: yeah i don't know she would just make them like soup i'm like oh like whoa. <laughs> <What>? oh, <laughs> oh yeah does it get like slimy or what oh, yeah, it i don't even know that. The bugaloong from Ilocos is like the most pungent thing you could ever like oh yeah smell it's yeah. like what is that it's, uh, it's like the sh- but it's made out of, it's like sh- the shrimp paste but they make it out of anchovies yeah. and it just ferments oh, so it's yeah. probably like the yeah. most mm. pungent strong if you've had bugaloong before like this is like 10 times smellier damn yeah. more than yeah, that damn. yeah oh. never never like oh, yeah. that.
1: that's crazy and
2: uh, it's funny like if you ever have that don't ever spill it in your car cuz my they, they, yeah. they, it's got oh, spill yeah. in my aunt's uh, her Toyota yeah. van
0: Oh no! She tried to clean it
2: with pine salt? Oh man! You can still smell yeah. it twenty years uh, later. No. Oh <laughs> yeah!
0: God. Man. Throw
1: the whole car away yeah. at that point. Just you, you gotta know, get a new car.
0: Now, one time I was I was uh, helping my ex girlfriend move, and I accidentally dropped a box that had a bottle of fish sauce oh. in it. Oh. And it broke in that's the kitchen. The oh, yep. oh, that's the classic. Yeah, <laughs> Th- yeah, that smell of fish sauce did not leave for a few days. Oh man,
1: like no matter. Yeah. yeah, that's the price you have to pay to get those kind of flavors, you know, at your house. Like that might happen sometimes, and yeah, you just do. Yeah, there's yeah. no getting around that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
0: what I. I, I, think, I guess I can consider myself fortunate that I didn't get exposed to like the crazy. The yeah, the real wild Filipino things when I was young you know I had the pretty standard run-of-the-mill Filipino dishes none of the crazy
1: stuff yeah yeah I think my mom would use a lot of like just more local things that she would get just to throw it into those recipes just to be like ah you know this is what you guys are a little more used to living out here we'll do it that way you know but I mean that's you know I think that's like great what you're doing like you wouldn't know necessarily that that's Filipino food at first like glance it could just be you know whatever you wanted to make it but do you guys uh, or do you have like a preference on you know building these menus for the private events or like doing the pop-ups at all like does it is it more creative one way yeah. or the other or? is there a food truck on the horizon yeah. perhaps
2: uh no like right now at least it's just primarily we're just doing private events and, and eventually once we can do it again the public pop-ups because i think one of the things that we try to do for each of the events is that you know the, to make it unique from just going to any normal restaurant is being able to share the stories with the guests. So it's almost like we're inviting them into our home. Um, and I've, I've been approached with the, with the food truck before, but it just wasn't kind of our, the timing and, and it wasn't kind
3: Not of our, feasible.
2: Yeah. So we got, we've got actually a couple of projects that we're working on. We're doing, um, Carlos and our other, um, person that we work with, Lanai, who's a cooking show host in Hawaii. We're doing our own wine, mm-hmm. wine blend. So we're doing a red and white. Uh, we're actually working with yeah. this winery in yeah, and, um, awesome. Sa- Santa Inez. So that, that's going to be actually in November. Um, do, you, do you remember the exact blend, Carlos? Uh,
3: yeah, you know, so uh, he's, a, he's actually a, whatever... The wines that he makes really, really interesting because he blends... You blends uh, a lot of grapes together whether it's white or or a uh, red wine but for our blend i think we're going to be blending malbec something that's uh, typically grown in uh in uh in argentina you know something that's uh fruit forward uh, i think we're also blending our malbec with some grenache grenache you can find in southern rhone sometimes it's mixed with uh, some syrah the the wine that you're drinking right now and uh i forgot what the other uh red grape varieties that we're going to be blending but the white wine uh I know we're going to be doing the main blend of uh, Sauvignon Blanc uh Grenache Cree or Grenache Blanc and we're going to have some uh Viognier and I think Roussan so Viognier and Roussan you can find it around the Rhone Valley as well in France uh, it grows uh, very well with some Syrah so the idea of this winemaker is He's had, uh, I don't know if I have a bottle of anything. Uh, actually, I don't. Uh, but his idea is uh, is coming from, from the Rhone Valley. So the Rhone Valley is well known from, for some Syrahs, Grenache, you know, whether it's north or south, uh, southern Rhone. But that's, that's where his influence comes from. He plants a lot of uh, Grenache, uh, is a red grape, in the, uh, the Ballard Canyon or San Inez area grows well out there yeah we we have two bottles coming up hopefully by by the end of november, november right? yeah by the yeah, end okay. of november we're going to be yeah. releasing it hopefully well
0: yeah, i'd like to get my hands on some of that oh, uh, well, sure. and some of the food like oh, yeah. we, hey, 11,
2: we should yeah, um yeah. you guys do this normally on fridays most of your um podcasts uh, depending uh, but yeah we try yeah. if we can let's, let's figure some out a date fridays, man, but, and then we'll um yeah we maybe in a couple well. weeks we'll drop you guys off some food Oh, nice. well, that would not, not mad about that yeah. about that and some wine yeah. as well yeah yeah we yeah. can we can
0: do a tasting yeah, we, yeah, we a can yeah we can do it yeah. do it we'd love to
2: um another thing we're working on too is i just um talked to the team and uh we're hoping to do a cookbook by next october so, it's a, sort of an auto, autobiographical cookbook. It's not so much, you know, partly it's my recipes, but I want to share the story about my grandfather, his, his journey from the Philippines to Hawaii, uh, his working conditions in the sugarcane fields, and eventually bringing the rest of the family over and tying some of his recipes and my recipes and, and kind of, you know, doing my interpretation of his dishes. And, and uh, it's hopefully uh, October of next year is the target date to get that released. So it's uh, another project that we're working on
1: too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy. Like you mentioned, I mean, you know, you guys have all kind of been working together, you know, for the last year or so, but it seems like so much longer, especially with the year we're kind of going through. Um, but like, how was that, man? I mean, to go from like, I mean, you guys are always busy, you know, even just following your page. I know like every week almost you guys are doing dinners or out and about. And then this hit where it changed everything for everybody, you know, like how, how was that? Kind of push through that like what, what, what was like you know you step back a little bit and no, it was crazy to like, move going forward yeah two two weeks into the i think two weeks in was it two weeks
2: into the pandemic we um because we we share the kitchen with uh, three other businesses, and so two weeks in the pandemic they decided that uh you know wanted to move into a bigger kitchen uh, which meant you know more rent i mean bigger space you know but that happened like two weeks in and that didn't really work out so well. And so yeah. like, we also shifted the business as well just to kind of um, continue to bring some revenue in. We did a lot of uh, packaged meals, like prep meals. Yeah. And so we were doing uh, like 15, 20 hour days on, on certain days to get, those, mm-hmm. to get those out, like three, yeah. three four days a week. And Carlos was there pretty much, you know, we we're like kind of at each other's throats a little bit too, because we are just, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> and too, then Jeremy yeah. was there too.
1: yeah so you changed you changed your whole workflow and everything how you make the food how you deliver it oh and by the way there's a pandemic you know what i mean like on top of all that like it was it was all four
2: businesses too to you know and unfortunately two of the businesses aren't you know operating right now but we kind of had to shift and work together as a group to make it work for i think that was like four months and oh man that oh that was about two three months right carlos uh yeah two three months but that that was yeah that was so yeah. taxing on the body and like it was just crazy.
3: Was a, like was uh, a fun time, that's for sure. The experience though, the experience yeah. we had. A, Eric and I had a twenty-two hour day at one point. Oh, yeah. we, were, we were like, "Cool, yeah. man! This is uh this is quite something else." And I never, man, it's been a while ever since I did a twenty-two hour. Day. Never want to do that again. <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: exactly. Nope. Yeah, you're like, how do we deliver the food now? Like, how do we make it work? You know, coming out of these times. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I think. You know, most, especially the food industry, man, just hit in a way that's like, man, you know, and then people want to enjoy it. And you you still want to bring that. You have that energy bottled yeah. up that you want to get it out. It's not even just, you know, of course, the revenue is important, yeah. but just scratching that itch, right? Like yeah. getting it out there.
2: We were also able to partner with uh, Yelp East Bay. So we did a couple of virtual mm-hmm. events for them and also some corporate events where we we're able to do. Mm. They wanted us to do a couple of cooking classes uh, during the pandemic. So we did two of the two for them and they would do we would do we did one Hawaiian themed one and one Filipino themed one. So one was a class on Lumpia, Bibinka and Adobo. The other one was on Spam Musubi and lokomoko. So we put these packets mm. together to pick them up. We'd do a Zoom class um, you know, okay. two days after and, and it worked out great. I mean it helped it helped us make it through and be able to share like our our, our story, our yeah. our style of cooking. So that worked. So like, was that
1: the first time you guys had done like a show like that at all, or? Yeah, and I. I or or like, a cla- I mean, a class. Yeah. I, I was pretty hesitant at first because I
2: was just I didn't know what to expect, but you know, Carlos <laughs> helped out with that. You know, Jeremy did too as well. But it, yeah, it worked out great. All
0: right, hot take: Who makes the best lumpia? <laughs> oh
3: man! Me? No, I'm just kidding, Carlos. <laughs> Dude, Jeremy's got. Jeremy's got the unique stuff. (laughs) Want to share your flavors, Jeremy? What's on the lineup? I think he froze. Or did he? He looks... Yeah,
2: he I like <laughs> like like, don't say nothing.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it the fourth quarter? <laughs> I know, he's freaking out. I mean they're still they're down. Yeah, the the right Lakers now. are done. Uh, Lager yeah. fans yeah. out there listening oh, Jerry, to yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy oh, okay. draws. Oh, exactly. yeah. So,
2: yeah, Jeremy's got a bunch yeah. of unique yeah. flavors, like uh you know under yeah. his Jimmy yeah. Main
1: uh yeah. brand. Yeah, I've seen Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I know he was doing some events yeah. like that too, and like he kind of you know same thing was trying to figure out do I still deliver during this time yeah. and all that man. I mean
2: it's yeah, crazy. There is know. so many curveballs you know, just to be able to try to like maneuver. And I'm I'm you know, yeah. I think we're lucky that we've been able to like stay afloat and just been able to like oh yeah man it really make it is. through. But it's been crazy. Yeah, it's
1: making something out of nothing. Yeah, I mean you know and I uh, so I know that um Jeremy was saying too. Like you guys have been able to work with a couple of the other bars. I mean you've worked with before but that's part of the rules right now with what's going on is the bars can only be open right. If they have yeah. food service as well. So, I mean, you know, great for you, but also for them to be able to yeah, you kind know, of figure out a way.
2: The whole industry across the board is just hurting right now. It's, it's nuts. Yeah,
0: For real. What, what's the best lumpia filling though?
2: The one that I like to do is, uh, um, yeah, I want to hear this. My, my yeah. m- it's, it's inspired by my mom's like cooking. So she, okay. her, her, th- favorite thing to order at a Chinese restaurant was probably the, the least authentic thing on the menu, which is crab rangoon.
3: Mm, <laughs> and mm, so
2: she decided okay. to, to go home and try to make a lumpia out of it. And so she did, what she did was shrimp. Mm.
3: You
2: now Crab rangoon, if you haven't had it before, it's just it's imitation crab, cream cheese, green mm. onions, and that's, you know, like they put some pretty much, pretty much yeah, it. A little fried, fried wonton. And up, and and fried wonton up, you- so she just took a butterfly shrimp, uh, put cream cheese, garlic, scallions, chives, you know, kind of her own little twist to it, and then put it on. That's, oh, the so that's, that's
0: what's in your background. There. Yeah, it's that's a shrimp loopy right there. Right there behind yeah. you. So it, and I have had those. Yep. Yeah, it's. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those look, those look pretty, pretty spectacular. So that's, that's, that, that's pretty good. much oh,
2: my oh, go-to. Like my, I think if, if I was to, to name the most. That's question. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Carlos, you? Uh, that's the
3: best lumpia I've had. Though. I would say that. No, Easy. No, no. Easy. Whoa. Yeah, Easy. What's your creation though? No. <laughs> Carlos can cook. What's your go-to filling? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I suck at making Olympia. That's a thing. Like Carlos, you know, so Carlos would probably be like foie gras. Uh, I mean, there I, you I'm going to put some foie gras on it and then save some <laughs> stuff on top. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Got to have the some, duck some duck confit. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's, 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 that's not a bad idea. Duck comfy right there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I'll eat that shit. All day. Some heart, uh, the, We're going to call it the heart attack roll. There
1: you yeah. go. Hey, I'm with it. Yeah. What about what about you
0: jeremy Germanna, what's yeah. your what's your tradition before you get Go frozen
1: we talked about yeah. it, you like to get a little creative with the two but what's
0: yeah i know you got a lot of flavors but what's what's the one
4: i mean i really don't i really don't discriminate i i love it all i don't have i don't have a favorite like i like you know the regular meat vegetable ones that you could get from like your auntie like i still buy those from a lady that makes uh, the traditional style that i like uh, or like yeah. her shanghai lumpia i tend to make a lot of uh non-traditional lumpia myself so yeah i mean like yeah. i said i really don't discriminate. i'll eat anything you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah In i think fact. shanghai lumpia is probably the most common one that yeah. most people have tried
1: yeah uh, a yeah. little part of lumpia yeah. Yeah, yeah little play. pork
4: lumpia. Yeah, I don't yeah. even count those. I mean, those are the get to the party. You
1: need those. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm saying. That's not See, those are what I was yeah. talking about. Those are the snacking lumpias. Yeah, those are the those are the, <laughs> yeah, the pre-game yeah, lumpias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those will yeah. make it to the plate. Yeah, we'd those like just-
0: buy that from a restaurant, but then we'd also like make our a bunch yeah. of our own. Yeah, my, my grandma's lumpia still reigns supreme course, yeah. in my in my heart and my stomach. But hers is unlike anything I've ever found out in the wild. It's like pork, shrimp, chicken, like then like a succotash. Oh wow. And uh, yeah. yeah, and all of that and it Bye. just yeah, the culmination of flavor is just unlike anything I've ever found it. That's a great thing about lumpia. You, you can
2: pretty much make it like however you want. Like it's, yeah. it can be unique as or as creative as 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 you want to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like I've had like the cheeseburger lumpias and yeah. Yeah. all all that
2: my my buddy Alex he he has he owns the Olympia company um yeah yeah college roommate went to high school together I don't know if you guys have been there it's out in Oakland
1: yep yeah 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 I mean yeah I think it's it's great it's like definitely let's you know the every every few years it's a new cuisine being discovered and you know like like Chris was saying you know Filipino food is really getting out there and it's like it's cool it's no competition like you said man like we're all joining forces and like dude Try this dude's food or like Jeremy or you know, it makes Lumpia buying Lumpia for someone else. Ain't nothing wrong, yeah. You know, ain't no wrong way to consume, man. <laughs>
0: well, now's the time that we can get into our segment that we like to call support quality. And we just want to ask you guys about something that has brought quality into your life lately. It could be a person, a place, a thing, a process. But uh, what's something that's brought quality to your life or your business
2: lately? Carlos and Jeremy, you guys want to go first? Go <laughs> Jay. I've been like I've been lucky yeah. to surround right.
4: myself right. with quality people and nice connections. Um, I like Anson was saying, I do make Olympia too and I've done I do events before the pandemic started. I was lucky enough to meet a lot of um, like bar owners and uh people that have venues that were allowing me to do events and uh pop-ups private dinners uh, hosting private dinners for their guests as a, a chef for them and then obviously um carlos and eric you know being a part of what eric's doing you know helping him out with his events um over at novel the private dinners over at naked kitchen and things like that, and just being around a good community of people, especially with what's going on right now. You know, we can't really connect physically with people, but you know, we're doing the Zoom call. You know, we're keeping in touch with you know like-minded people that are into the same thing, and you know, that pretty much has brought value to my life. And with what we're going on right now.
0: Yeah, and I think what you said about uh, connecting with bar owners and stuff like that—pretty much any alcohol-serving establishment now has to serve yeah. food in order to uh, yeah. remain open. So it's really important to pair up with businesses like that and support each other.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, like you talked about, Jeremy has some of these old connections, but also like just went to your event and was like, Hey, I'll help you out. Like, don't be, don't be afraid to get out there and try to connect with other people too. I think that's important. Like there's good people in your life, but you can always go out and try to find more to just motivate you and learn from and just enjoy their energy too. So, yep.
4: you know, Eric said he does real estate full-time. I have a full-time job. You Know we're all doing our own thing on the side, and uh, it's just about bringing people together, you know. I think for
2: me, yeah, Carlos, uh, Carlos? Oh, okay.
3: Carlos okay. either okay. way, okay, yeah, I'm thankful because uh, ever since uh, COVID happened, I've been spending a lot of time with uh, with Eric, so uh, we, we've been doing a lot mm. of events, uh, we were together throughout COVID doing the uh, the meal prep. And then we were we were going down to Santa Barbara and all that, checking out places. But uh yeah, surround, surrounding myself with uh with uh with, with great people, like minded people, especially uh people that would lift you up uh during these times. And uh mm. yeah, for me it's it's a lot of reading a lot of books, that's for sure. And I was lucky enough mm, to nice. to have met uh, to have met someone before before COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what's, your yeah. name, yeah. what's your name, Carlos? What's your name, COVID buddy? <laughs> hey, Bernadette, if you're listening, no. what's up? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, uh, no. but, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been. Yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to to nice. have met a to have met a person, so that's what keeping me yeah. uh, keeping me alive. Not alive, but you know,
1: hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: same. Same. Alan, yeah.
1: Exactly. Stress-free. stress to stress yeah, like Having those good people. Yeah. Like you're going to surround yourself with during a time like this or work a 22 hour shift with, you know, yeah. like you, you got to be able to, to, to you know, to have a good connection with them and be able to make that. Yeah. Happen.
3: And the, the chemistry now with, uh, with these folks, uh, Jeremy, Eric, it's, it's actually, you know, way, way better or at least it improved. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's high quality now. I mean, what we try to, to, to put out there always high quality and all that, but now it's like way, way better. And I've got to, yeah. to know them, to know them better. So that's what I'm lucky, you know, thankful for.
0: Nice. Well, what you reading though, Carlos?
3: I uh, Got this book. <laughs> I got hella books, but I'm reading cold mountain a novel. All right. By Charles Frazier right here. Well, I just started it. Nice. I, oh. it's, uh, I've been, I've been nice. studying a lot for my, uh, well, cause I'm taking the wine exam too. So under the court of master okay. sommeliers, so I've been studying, going through a lot of uh, of wine books. Like what Jeremy said, we do our own thing. Uh, I've been doing some wine classes on the side with some sommeliers and been attending some wine classes for introducing wine producers or winemakers through some sommeliers and all that. Nice. So yeah, some fun stuff. Ooh.
0: Eric, what's been quality for you, man? So
3: for me, aside from the. Yeah, from-
2: they mentioned the quality people like carlos jeremy jude subasa and the people that are just part of the team um aside from that i want to say quality time to reflect on um, just just life and experiences and i think it's brought a lot of like a lot of new concepts and ideas the the being able to come up with the idea to to work on the book and the cookbook um time to work you know to, to to plan out the wines that we're, we're going to be rolling out next month and just to reflect on like what how this journey is and where, where everything took and just be thankful for everything that um every obstacle every success successful event every you know just be able to just be thankful and, and, and appreciative of all those people that have supported us and then also to look forward to some other future events so it's just i think had it not been for this i would i don't know if i would have had that time to just you know sit back take a step back reflect and and just do what we need to do to move forward and and just you know be as appreciative to everyone that's that has been been with us to every step of this way like especially the family that's been supportive as well so that's just that's been great yeah
1: yeah i think it's like this year we all cram like a lifetime worth of experiences into a year (laughs) And now you're able to like have that outlet of this cookbook and the wine yeah. that you guys are doing. It's like, man, you know, it's like so nerve wracking, but exciting. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I'm ready to try all that too, man. Like, yeah
2: and i'm serious about it. Like, like a couple of weeks i want to i want to drop off some food for you guys before the oh, you just literally yeah.
0: read my mind i was like <laughs> yeah. i was just yeah, about to say it. that. Yeah, I might be I'm, like, I'm a man of my word i'm
2: a man <laughs> of my word so I mean, oh, we, need, sure. we need that food oh no <laughs> yeah.
0: no I, I for real want to do like
1: uh like a video yeah. tasting i yeah. think that would be a cool That'd experience
0: awesome. yeah I, I think we can
1: make this happen yeah cool this isn't for show man like we're yeah exactly like yeah i'm ready to enjoy all that and yeah, man. and then when, it, when we can go back out there, we will. But until then, I'll have the cookbook. You know, I'm not as big into alcohol, but I will have some wine Here and I you will make it happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ready to pair some wines with some Filipino food you for the Filipino first time food. in my life. I've been, yeah, been eating go. Filipino food my whole life. Exactly. been drinking wine since yeah, merged, maybe a little exactly. before I was of legal age. <laughs> you know, but now exactly. I get to combine them. You know, there are yeah. they, the a
3: lot of uh, Filipino. Never realized that there were several Filipino sommeliers out there and uh just nice. just learning from them you know with uh with how they work around filipino food don't get me wrong riesling with filipino food that's your best friend right there a bottle of nice. riesling <laughs> will be your best friend with yeah. filipino food Some, something
0: cold and sweet to cut uh-huh, through all the salty yeah. and sour yeah, flavors and yeah. with that
3: soy sauce based dishes now but uh yeah, yeah. never realized that there were a lot of uh there were several filipino uh, somalis out there doing their own thing which is great. You know, it's helping. Awesome. Yeah. Helping our, sure.
1: uh, oh, cuisine all and all the, yeah, man, yeah. you guys are doing it too. Pushing the, pushing the culture and the food yeah. and the wine forward. And yeah, I mean, excited, but yeah, I mean, you know, your wine's coming soon. The cookbooks, like, where, where can the people uh, find you guys uh, for the next events and the new food and wine you guys are bringing?
2: Uh, so on social media, they can find us on Instagram at, at eats underscore by underscore E. So it's eats by E or um, on our website www.eatsbye.com so it's e-a-t-s-b-y-e.com
3: and carlos jeremy you guys (laughs) well you can you can find our uh you can find our wines Uh, it's going to be produced under uh kena wines it's k-a-e-n-a kena wines it'll be released hopefully by the end of november uh or you can follow Follow it through through Eric's uh, Instagram or my hey, Carlos, Instagram. Carlos, are you still on? T- are you still there on you Tinder?
1: <laughs> Stop. Yeah, sure. well,
3: okay. I was like, I just <laughs> found somebody, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna kill me. No, uh, Tinder is for, uh, uh, for for networking. No, but uh, you know, can, uh, <laughs> you'll be able to follow uh, our uh, our wines through uh, through Eric Ortega wines. Ooh
1: and jeremy well, I don't, you still got you still got a flip phone no i can't
3: remember
1: <laughs> i'm on instagram at jimmy main yeah. yeah he posts about yeah the lumpia and the events whenever he's doing with e he's always putting that up stuff can i mentioned one last thing
2: too guys is all right oh yeah so sure.
1: we've, it, do we've it. been doing a,
2: a couple public pop-ups and uh, there's this hotel in palo alto that's been having us there and so we've got one more coming up next saturday which is october uh the 18th and then we have seven seats left and you can find us um just uh, you can look up us up, look us up on social media. We'll have the link on there, but it's going to be Sunday, October eighteenth at seven. I'm sorry, five p.m. at uh, Dinah's Poolside Restaurant and Hotel.
1: Right. Yeah. right. yeah. Make sure you're following them for all the feature events. So do not miss out, people. Yeah.
0: If you haven't tried Filipino food, or if you just love Filipino food, or you just love food in general, yeah, just trust me. Be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah but thank you guys for yes, joining thank us. Thank you guys. Appreciate time. you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm, I'm really it. hungry now.
3: We
1: love talking about food, but I'm
3: now I'm feeling bad. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this picture of these bomb ass <laughs> shrimp. Uh, yeah. yeah. And now I'm about to go eat leftover shrimp. <laughs> <yeah, but, laughs> then
1: you guys will, you uh, know, a couple of weeks will be able to watch us enjoy this. Yes, yes we'll we'll definitely. We'll show you guys that too. But yeah, yeah. Appreciate it guys. Yeah, uh, we look thank forward to that. We'll be in touch with that.
0: but uh yeah you can follow us on quality goods tv on instagram i am at mr bd on instagram and i am at young man old souls yeah and uh yeah just come support us yeah we got we we have phone cases now i'm gonna try to link you guys (laughs) but like the links they don't all lead to the same page so you just can't browse all the cases on one page so we'll, we'll make it through trying to figure out how to make that happen for y'all but yeah we got Thank it. You. if you if You got an iphone you got a samsung galaxy device <laughs> we got cases for you in yeah, addition yeah, to all the other devices. that we got here. yep but uh yeah uh check it out check the food out till next time we out